Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for Ducket, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, divas, let's talk ducats. Okay, so divas and divos, today, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to be here with you, and we're going to tell you all things about Lee and Quick. Yes. Hi, guys. My name is Lee. And I'm Quick. So we are glad you're here today. This is our first episode, and we just kind of want to tell you a little about ourselves, how we came to be friends, and just what is our why? Why are we here doing Divas and Ducats, and just what you can expect from us. So you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm going to give you guys the abbreviated version of my life's history. Um, So I grew up as a PK and a military kid. Yes, I had that double-edged sword. Um, So I grew up in a very strict home. I know I have a lot of African friends, and they talk about how they were, you know, brought up and how strict it was. And I feel like I had the same kind of upbringing, girl. So, yeah, I grew up and we talked a lot about finances in our home Um, with my father. He would be gone. And, you know, whenever he would be deployed and stuff, he made sure that we knew how to run finances. And my mom, you know, knew how to be able to take care of the home because we grew up in a military home base. So a lot of the times my father wasn't around because he was deployed. So, you know, he gave us our little ledgers and our checkbooks and we had to be able to manage those accounts. And he would definitely check them when he got back. And if they weren't at a certain rate, he would either double it if we did good or take that card away and have it shredded up if it was bad. So I think that was my first introduction into money. But I think growing up, I just thought all the households were that way, right? Like everybody was taught about money. And then when I grew up and, you know, got my own little social circle and started dating, really, when I started dating, um, I learned, nah, that's not really what we do in our community. It's not everyone's truth. (laughs) Um, And I am Lee. Uh, I am a fellow native North Carolinian as well. I would say I grew up, I guess, what most people would call middle class. Um, So I definitely recognize that I had a certain privilege. I did not grow up necessarily worrying about some things that people have to think about. But I think on the other side of that, my parents were um, first generation college graduates. First gen. Yes. (laughs) And so I think they did well in terms of trying to do that thing we do in terms of, you know, making sure the next generation does a little better than us and is a little more ahead. But I think they did that so much that there was a little bit of a gap in terms of talking about money. They just kind of handled it. 
And so I didn't really have any lessons about money, per se, until I had messed it up. Right, yeah. So, you know, my first intro to, oh, you might not be doing that well, is when, you know, I got a credit card because they were giving out free T-shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> freshman, you know, freshman. And got that bill. Like, oh, you got to pay this back. Yes. So, yeah, I think for me, definitely that was my learning experience, kind of like a trial from error. Yeah, and I think that's um, very common. Like, I think that's very common, you know, especially in our culture, we don't talk about a lot of things. The adults are instead in one side and the children are in a children's place, right? So um, we don't really grow up knowing about how to run money or run households. Yeah. We kind of grow up knowing how to be quiet and, mm-hmm. you know, talking when you're spoken to kind of okay. thing. That's our thing. That part. Yeah. So, um... Quick and I became friends. How did we meet? I'm going to give my version. She might have a different version. Yes, our versions are very different. But I, um, so as we said, we're both uh, attorneys by trade. Um, So after law school, I was doing some contract work. And some of you in the legal field might be familiar with document review. Um, It's where dreams go to die. So, (laughs) um, you know, I am thankful for that period of my life because it paid the bills. Let me me say that. appreciative but you know it's kind of doc review for those who are not in that field it's kind of like when you see the Lion King, you know when Mufasa was showing that everything in the light touches is our kingdom and one day it'll pass to you. Well, Doc Review is that gray shadowy place that he told Simba not to go. Don't go there, Simba. Please don't. It's barren. This is not for you. It's not fruitful. Um, so, I was doing Doc Review and actually we were on the same project and, you know, she was kind of stank. We didn't really talk. <clears throat> you know, she wasn't approachable. But wow. I'm just That's saying. So we're going with that diva. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. So I don't know what happened. I think one day we just kind of sent an email <laughs> or we shared a look. Something must have happened on the project. And, you know, she hasn't been able to get rid of me since. My version of the story is mm. I'll move it up to the project part because she definitely told the truth about it. That is where dreams go to die, honey. It mm. is humbling. Okay. Humbling to graduate from law school and then go into a cubicle Ooh, where you're dues. not allowed to talk. Mm-mm. Some places have no phones. You can't use your phones. You can't talk. Yeah, we're grown and we can't talk. So I think that had a lot to do with why she thought I was acting sane because we literally just could not talk to each other. So I've in my world, Uh in my version of the story, I was looking across the cubicle, this wall, just begging for silent attention. Really? And she didn't give it back to me. Okay. So then I kind of, you know, rejection set in. Wow. That's my version of the story. Wow. Okay. But eventually I kept pushing through. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? That's that, you, that's what I'm going to sit with. We'll leave with your little lunch pail silently. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, be that as it may, whatever story you choose to believe. We are we, here now. You know, we are here. We are almost 10 years in this friendship and so you know just in our conversations we kind of want to tell you what is our why what is divas and ducats so we had a lot of conversations and anyone who knows quick Mm. knows you cannot talk to her long without the the subject of money coming up you can't do it nothing is taboo to her she will discuss some salaries things that most people like did you ask me did you really ask that (laughs) so but you know i think that's one of those things that is problematic within the community especially um a lot of times when we don't talk about things we don't know our worth we don't know what we should be 
asking in terms of what we bring to the table. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and it puts us at um, a disadvantage. So. Yeah, and again, I think it, it just goes back to, you know, kind of how we were raised. Like, you just don't ask certain questions. And for me, I mean, normally, usually I ask those questions because, like she was saying, I feel like when you go into a job or you go into a corporation, mm-hmm. we don't talk about our salaries. But how when you go into that job, how do you know the offer that they're giving you if it's a good offer if you don't mm-hmm. know what other people are making yeah how do you know how to negotiate for a salary which we'll be talking about in you know later episodes how do you know how to negotiate for a salary if you don't know what the going rate is for your co-workers or your counterparts so yeah I, I have no issues asking those questions and you know Lee has finally gotten comfortable because she just knows how I am you know we got a happy meeting we got her to kind of finesse <laughs> uh, bringing yes. that subject up a little bit I had to learn how to finesse <laughs> Um, So, yeah, it really came up. And I I will say that in my journey and getting into some credit card debt and things, I, you know, just went to her as a friend, just like, I need this non-judgmental safe space to figure out my ish. Okay, and so she just kind of sat down and was like, okay, where are we? What is what are your bills? Let's figure this thing out. No. And so, you know, yeah, I guess I was, you know, her first unofficial client. <laughs> My first unofficial client. It got me kind of on the right page. Hey, because, look at you now. You know, and I, I, I really am a believer in it doesn't matter how much you make. If you don't have mm. good habits, it's not, it's not it going to matter. It does not matter. So, yeah, we kind of came to the place of wanting to do Divas and Duckets from that. Just like I said, not only in terms of just community conversations that needed to happen, but just taking the whole daunting feeling Mm -hmm. out of talking about money and making it less, you know, boring and feeling like, you know, overwhelming and stressful, you know? Right. Because I think that a lot of the time how people, you know, look at money conversations, it's this instant feeling of dread, it's this Mm -hmm. instant feeling of, I don't want to talk about it, of shame. And Uh we just want to take that out because money affects so many things. And that's a, you know, huge part of the divas and ducats is combining, you know, those everyday conversations that we are talking about. When you talk about health, when you're talking about working out, you're talking about buying a house, all of those things, the underlying thing, finances has some kind of impact on it. You have children, of course, you're always thinking about finances, school. Most of your choices have some kind of financial component to it. So, you know, because we had those conversations, we figured that in the community, more divas, more devos, mm-hmm. we're having those com- conversations. And like she said, we wanted to create a safe space to yep. be able to combine those subjects and talk about how finances impact them and how we can help others to just feel more comfortable, have yeah. a safe space to be able to after, you know, our podcast or after our show to be able to feel comfortable with your own friends and mm-hmm. have those kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also because we're, you know, a work in progress and we're learning as well. So Absolutely. I think sometimes when you go to certain um, channels or, you know, other mediums, you either like have to have some kind of already have a, a foundation or some knowledge of money and so this is for you know those individuals that maybe you just know the basics mm-hmm. maybe you just got a little bit of knowledge or you know like like me you kind of learn the hard way yeah it's everyone can we all learn listen from in. our mistakes for yeah. sure yeah and so that's kind of how we came to be we wanted to 
we want you to feel like you're a part of our family. We Whether you're sitting listening to this over coffee or, you know, if you need something a little stronger, if you got a little wine. <laughs> you know, we just want you to come here and this is just a casual, comfortable, cozy conversation with your girls. So, like I said, we said, you know, everyone's a diva or for those who, you know, identify as male, uh, devos. Did you know about devos? You know, I did not know that was a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad we found out about devos. I was we gonna included call the y'all. guys. Too. Right. I was going to call y'all diva men. So. <laughs> and I said, no, <laughs> that will not work. Actually, she thought about calling you guys double Ds. I, and I was I like, mean, hmm. I mean, the guys will not like that. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I can admit when there are better ideas. So, um, so divas. Yeah. <laughs> we are glad you're here, like we said. And we just kind of want to tell you what to kind of expect um, when we come to you through whatever medium you're listening to us to. So, Quick can kind of give you the rundown of you know what we hope to cover um in our in our diva dockets yes yes yes. so if we have a number of episodes coming up and we're just really excited about the subjects that we're going to be talking about you know when you tune in you can definitely expect to hear about health you could expect to hear about dating because Mm -hmm. that's such a huge thing as you know our community as we get you know we're waiting later to get married so being you know dating and how that affects finances how marriage mm-hmm. affects finances um so you know we just we'll be covering a wealth of topics those everyday topics that you're having and just kind of putting a ducket spin to it yes so um anything that's that, that's kind of what we're going for anything that can affect your bag is up for grabs it's up for grabs so it might not just be oh here's your budget here's your ledger you know it, oh no yeah. no yeah we want to talk about those everyday conversations and how they are affecting the bag. Exactly. And then we kind of want to get into maybe some questions you have for us, maybe things that you're afraid to ask people you know. You could kind of send an anonymously if you want to. Um, so we have an email. If you would like advice from a diva, you can ask us at divaadvice at gmail.com. That is D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Diva advice. Yes. Look, speaking of advice, you have any hindsights of I advice do. that you wish you had had? Yeah, let's get into it. So hindsight is always twenty twenty, you know. Um, and I would say in terms of when I think about money lessons and finance, my biggest regret is probably getting into credit cards and not really knowing how to use them to my Mm. benefit. I'm not one of those people that thinks credit cards are inherently evil. I think you can definitely use them to your advantage. There's various ones that have points and people are traveling all over the globe Mm. for the globe. Okay, I'm trying to figure that out. (laughs) We gotta figure that out. (laughs) Um, But, you know, definitely not understanding, you know, things like APR Mm -hmm. and my interest rates and things like that. It kind of put me behind so like I said going into college I think and I'm sure they've changed the regulations and laws by now but Mm. when I was are you sure (laughs) when I was around 18 basically the credit card reps were just on campus yeah they were sitting around and they were giving out free stuff it was Mm -hmm. just like hey if you apply we'll give you this that and the third for free 18 yes so my I got a credit card for 18 
and had no concept of credit, no concept of how that worked. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, this is free money. I'm just swiping. <laughs> um, and you know, that bill came, maxed it out. Okay, oh, didn't even right, man. didn't even keep a good ratio of debt payoff on it, anything like that. Debt payoff, what's that? You know, and so you know, two or six credit cards later. Oh, right. I found myself <laughs> making minimum payments, not really getting anywhere because the interest was eating up the little oh, payment. Yeah. Um, and just feeling like even the, I felt like my paycheck was not my own. Um, I felt like every time I got paid, I owed out. And it mm-hmm. just it just kind of felt like I was working for debt. You know, I didn't really get to I didn't feel like I had the disposable income that I should have had. Yeah, it's a deep hole to get out of. Yeah. So I definitely would say, you know, looking back, um, I wish that I hadn't gotten maybe if I got a card gotten just one you know mm-hmm. um and used that as a tool um you know was doing better in terms of you know paying above my minimum oh uh, yeah <laughs> so I I would definitely say for me that is the biggest like hindsight is 2020 like I wish I would have done better there okay yes that's I think that is a huge huge um hindsight I definitely I would be interested to know and I'm gonna have to look into that um mm-hmm. But I definitely think that's a huge hindsight because it is like they're they're freshmen. They're coming, like you said, coming out of homes or they were not never talking about money, mm-hmm. have no idea about a credit card. And all you have to do is really sign like they're not even running a credit at, at that point in time. Nah. They they couldn't care less. And they just see these freshmen on college. And mm-hmm. I mean, of course, as a freshman, you need stuff, right? You, right. You, it, you know, you're um, vulnerable. You're on campus. You see things. You see other people with things. Yeah. And broke um yeah and then you have this credit card that has a five thousand six thousand dollar limit and Mm -hmm. you get it Mm -hmm. you swipe um like you said i mean with no concept of what the apr is that's going to be a whole nother subject you know finances just gets me going child because i do a lot of volunteer work in the community with that but yeah just talking to the kids like even as young as fourth grade now Mm. like you know, I had kids like raise your hand if you have a debit card or raise your hands if you have a credit card. And they're like pulling out these cards excited in fourth grade. Wow. Yeah. You thought you were 18 in fourth grade. So like even now the parents are, you know, just they're doing what the, what the recruiters were doing at, at 18 at the freshman. You know, and they, they're just irresponsible of it. But if you ask them, OK, what percentage are you paying? They, you know, it's, it's deer, deer in headlights. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean a percentage? I'm, what is that? <laughs> so, yes. And then, yeah, of course, they're giving you these five thousand, you know, dollar credit limits. But, yeah, you have a 23 percent interest rate. And like right. you said, when you're paying a minimum payment of twenty three dollars with an interest rate that's hitting you at thirty seven dollars, you are making no debt. Right. And it's just a a circle, a wheel Mm -hmm. that takes people years to get out of, especially when they don't understand it. So um, that's a huge hindsight, um, 2020. And, you know, yeah, that's like I said, that's going to be a whole nother topic that I have a lot to say about. But, yeah, it's 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 huge. I mean, I was fortunate enough to understand that information, I definitely still had a credit card, mm-hmm. you know, in college too, but I understood the workings behind it, fortunately. Yeah. So, you know, that part of it didn't um, get me, but student loans did. Ooh. But, you know, that's not going to be my hindsight today. <laughs> that's everybody's struggle. Right? My hindsight was, let's see, also college, mm-hmm. I think 
either I was a sophomore or a junior, and I had an economics professor. Mm. And he told the entire class... I'm not going to age myself and tell y'all how many years ago this was, but all I'm going to say is Coca-Cola stock was about $15 at the time. Um, And he told everybody in the class, get Coca-Cola stock. And he said, you know, we're young, not thinking about it. He told everybody in the class, leave here, go get you some Coca-Cola stock. And, you know, we're like... $15, $15, I need to go to the cab. Oh. <laughs> it's a lot I can do with $15. You talking right. about, right, you telling me to go get some stock, something I can't see, I can't touch. Okay, that dollar menu, that's what? at least three, four minutes. dollar menu, honey. <laughs> you can go to fashion, all these fashion stores right across the street and get you about three, four bags. <laughs> you know, a little necklace, some earring. There was a whole lot I did with that $15, but I did not buy the stock. Mm-hmm. And... You know, if I had sitting right now, I'd be a millionaire. And mm-hmm. he told us that. He was like, you don't see it now, but you can be a millionaire before 45. Mm. But it was just, you know, again, when we can't touch it. We can't see it. We didn't know. That is definitely my biggest hindsight 2020. Like, I wish you would have just pulled me to the side. It made me understand but he tried to tell us. He did give us the yeah, information. Okay. You probably would have just had somebody be like, oh, let me hold something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's there's that. That's another topic, too. <laughs> the borrower and the lender. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. That would, that would kind of be looking back if we could do anything differently. You know, what if we, we had had some yeah. diva advice. Correct. Right. Yes. So, like we said, we hope to hear from you. Um, email us, divaadvice at gmail.com, and we're going to get into Quick's Tips. Yes. So, as we do our um, podcast, you know, I'm going to be giving you some kind of financial tip um, as we get ready to leave out of our podcast for that um, episode. And because, you know, again, my passion is just finances and teaching and providing as much knowledge as I can to help other people um, avoid mistakes. But today's first quick tip is going to be for you guys, the divas and divos, to go follow us on the gram. Yes. We are divas and ducats on Instagram and you can find us follow us like our comments and we'll see you at the next episode yes we will talk to you all in two weeks and we hope you would tune in and we are so happy that you're here with us so have a great attitude all right bye